0: Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we'll get you ready for Baylor versus Oklahoma in Waco at 11 a.m., part of the big noon kickoff show. Uh, I'll tell you what Oklahoma's got to do offensively to overcome the Baylor Bears defense, what the Sooners defense got to do to slow down the Bears offense, all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. <laughs> Hey there, Sooners Nation. Today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving community since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, i am loving it. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at John9Williams or at Locked On Sooners. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And now we are available on YouTube. So make sure you go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button for all the latest episode drops. Hit the like button. Let me know how you feel about the show in the comments section. Love to get your feedback, interact with you, answer any questions you might have about the Oklahoma Sooners. It's going to be a great uh, final month of the season. The Oklahoma seniors get ready to take on the Baylor bears down in Waco at 11 a.m. Part of the big noon kickoff show over there on Fox. It's going to be a fantastic game. Baylor is coming in off of a very disappointing loss to the TCU Horn Frogs 30 to 28 this past Saturday, where Chandler Morris really lit him up for more than 500 yards of total offense. He threw for more hundred more than 460 yards. Uh, was dynamic, effective, confident throwing the ball. Now, this is going to be one of the situations to monitor because Caleb Williams is just as adept at throwing the football as Chandler Morris, if not better. And and so I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, storyline going into this game. Can Caleb Williams do some of the same things that Chandler Morris was able to accomplish uh, in his matchup with the Bears? Now, I think this is still a really, really good Baylor Bears team. Despite the loss last week, I think they still have... A really, really good running game, a really good defense, and Gary Bohannon. When he's when he's good, he's good. When he's hot, he's good. Uh, the problem has been at times over the last few weeks that he's been a little bit turnover prone. But i I still think that there's a little bit of concern about this team now. Oklahoma comes in as a six point favorite, and I think I think it's going to be a little bit a bigger uh, win differential than that. Um, you know, just in my general thoughts, I think this is one of those games that will start off close. You look back over the last couple of years in this matchup and during the regular season and the bears have held the Sooners to 10 points in each of the last two first halves that they played, you know, back in the 2019 game, Baylor jumped out to a 28 to three lead. They had a 31 to 10 halftime lead uh, before Jalen hurts and the Oklahoma Sooners had that incredible comeback uh, scoring what was it? Twenty-four second-half points and outscoring the Bears twenty-four to nothing in the second half. And then last year, uh, it, it was a ten-nothing game at halftime. Oklahoma again held to just ten points, and that was a Baylor Bears offense that really couldn't do much. They they weren't very good offensively, uh, but they've really turned some things around in just a year's time. It's it's been an incredible turnaround. You know, they went from last year running for ninety yards a game and about two point seven yards per carry to this year averaging about 230 yards per game and more than six yards per carry so this is a baylor bears team that's done a really really nice job at turning the running game around and you know credit to the new coaching staff that came in uh, offensive line coach from byu and offense uh, offensive coordinator that just really helped to reinvigorate that baylor bears ground attack uh, behind abram smith and tristan ebner and then a little bit of gary Bohannon as well but and I think that's one of the things that's going to be key for the Oklahoma Sooners is when Baylor has the ball, they're going to have to slow down the running game somehow. You don't want to get allow you don't want to allow Abram Smith to average his season average was which is more than seven yards per carry. He's averaging more than four point four yards per carry after contact. I mean, he's going to be a load to bring down. He's he's a difficult player to bring down. Same with Tristan Ebner. Tristan Ebner's forced more missed tackles than abram smith has this season uh he may not have the same kind of productivity the same you know yards per carry numbers but he's a game breaker in the running game and this is where baylor can beat oklahoma is if oklahoma is not able to slow down the running game it's going to really impact how the oklahoma Sooners are able to play defense because oklahoma wants to get after the passer they want to rush the passer that's where the best that's where they're the most effective but if they're not able to get Gary Bohannon into some second and long, third and long situations, it's going to create some, some difficulties for them to get after the passer. If it's you know a lot of second and fives or third and threes, things like that, it allows Baylor to use their whole playbook. They can even run from third and three, even third and five, I think they can still run and be effective. And so this is going to be one of those situations where Oklahoma is going to have to be really, really good in their run fits. They can't over-pursue, over-commit. And at the same time, they've got to get multiple ball, multiple tacklers to the ball carrier. They cannot expect to bring these guys down on first contact and they have to be sound with their tack- tackling technique, which hasn't always been the case this year. Oklahoma has struggled with tackling throughout this year. They've had several games where they had you know, 14, 15 missed tackles in a game. And so this is one of those situations, these things that Oklahoma really has to be sound in. they can't come out lazy with their tackling they've got to be really good at it because abram smith tristan Ebner, they will make you pay if you if you're not an effective tackler and they've got guys that can be good it's just at times that they get a little bit lazy i think this is a situation where like a guy like key lawrence you know if woody washington is back which it appears that he's trending that direction based on reports from alex grinch that or not reports but comments by alex grinch I think you still want to play Key Lawrence some at cornerback, especially if you want to you know, throw him out there in the slot a little bit. Now, he might get a little bit mismatched. It might be a bit of a mismatch um, against a guy like RJ Snead, who is a pretty good slot wide receiver. At the same time, Key Lawrence brings you so much in the running game that it, it, it benefits you to put him out there and have him out there um, as a defender for even – even if Woody Washington's back for, say, a dozen to 20 snaps, you know, say they're just trying to ramp him up, get him, get him ready to play, then you still want Key Lawrence out there on the field because he makes your run defense that much better. I think this is a situation where they're going to use a lot of guys because they always do use a lot of guys, but they're going to have to use some of their bigger bodies too because you want to plug up holes. So I'm thinking like an Isaiah Co. a Jordan Kelly. Um, you want to have make sure you're using Isaiah Thomas off of one edge like your bookend edges are going to be Nick Bonito and Isaiah Thomas a lot of times for this game, because th- those are the guys that are that are best that are your best run defenders, uh, especially along the defensive line, having Jalen Redman back, it makes a huge difference in this game. Obviously Perry and Winfrey being available and having Jalen Redman next to him is going to be huge. It's, it's going to be key for that defensive line to win some of their one-on-one matchups against the Baylor offensive line. This Baylor offensive line is really, really good. Um, And at at the same time, you know, the the Baylor passing – in the Baylor passing game, you know, they're really good as well. You know, they've got some really good players. Um, In particular, you look at a guy like Tyquan Thornton. He's a a downfield threat, averages 15.8 yards per target down the field, Um, 715 yards receiving, 15 – or 17 yards per reception – uh, this is a guy that's going to challenge the Oklahoma Sooners secondary deep. Having Woody Washington back, having your full complement of defensive backs available is going to be huge. You don't want Gary Bohanna to get hot down the field. You want to make him pass underneath. I mean, he's not the best quarterback at the same time. He can beat you if you're not careful with with the football or careful in your coverages and, and watching out for these guys. Uh, Tristan Ebner is another guy in the, in the passing game that can really hurt the Oklahoma Sooners defense if they allow him to – find space in the open field you know they're going to want to run some screen action to him to try and find get him in space so that he can make guys miss and uh and and try and create big plays in the short passing game same with rj sneed you know it's going to be a tough challenge for this oklahoma centers defense but i think they can they can win they're just gonna have to stay committed to their run fits get multiple guys to the ball carrier try and bring him down on first contact and tackle well uh, they're going to have to limit the downfield of, you know, passing ability of Gary Bohannon and uh, Trist- uh, Tyquan Thornton. They're going to have to limit those big plays um, and come up with some turnovers. You know, Gary Bohannon has been a little bit of turnover prone in the last few weeks. If they're able to force him into a turnover or two, I think that will really go a long way to creating a sense of momentum for the Oklahoma Sooners. Coming up next, let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do on the offensive side of the football to beat the Baylor Bears' defense. Uh, but first let me talk to you about our friends over at McDonald's. I love McDonald's. We go there regularly because I mean, when you got a kid on the go and you got a kid that's doing dance and soccer and you're taking them to different places, when you get to seven o'clock at night, you don't want to go home and have to cook a meal. And so we'll hit that drive through. We'll get her a happy meal. Loves a cheeseburger. She'll even get the little, you know, uh, diced onions on it. That's all she wants on it is cheese and onions. Cause that's just what she loves. For my wife and I, we love the quarter pounder with cheese, I, I, it always hits home. It's a great cheeseburger every time. And I love cheeseburgers. It's one of my favorite foods, cheeseburgers and French fries. It's my favorite food. And you can't get better French fries than at McDonald's. It's a great place to get tasty, affordable food. It's always consistent and and it tastes great. And who doesn't love to go get a McFlurry or apple pie. And for me, I love getting their breakfast, the sausage burrito, even the sausage biscuit with the egg and cheese on it. it. That's one of my favorite breakfast meals, like splurge breakfast meals. Absolutely love it. So make sure you go to McDonald's, reconnect with your friends, family, get some great tasting food. It's, it's a wonderful place to just hit up on your drive home, your, your road trip. It's the holiday season. There's going to be times where you're going to need something quick. That's always going to taste great. McDonald's is that place. So go to McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right. Now, Let's talk about what the Oklahoma Sooners offense has to do. they got to continue to be consistent. This is going to be Caleb Williams' game again. The Baylor Bears can be had in the passing game. Chandler Morris just showed you that. Uh, They're a little bit better against the run. And this is going to be a situation where Oklahoma's going to have to be really, really sound in their pass protection because Baylor's going to throw a lot of different blitzes at Caleb Williams. If you look at that game against Chandler Morris, they were throwing – you know double a gap blitzes where they were sending both guys on either side of the center they were sending they'd send both linebackers around edge you know they'd start off in their traditional kind of two set or two linebackers in the middle set and then they'd send them both around edge on either side where they'd send a lot of stunts oklahoma's going to have to be really really sound in their blitz pickups and their pa- uh, protection calls because Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears defensive staff is going to really try and throw a lot at Caleb Williams and force him into some unforced errors. Like they're going to want him to throw the ball too quickly or throw the ball away, or they're, they're really going to get after him. Um, They don't want him to get comfortable in the passing game. They don't want him to get comfortable in the pocket because he's, he's shown that he's more than capable of just sitting back there and just waiting for his guys to open up because eventually his guys will open up. And so they're going to have to be really sound in their pass protection. Caleb Williams is going to have to be, you know, he's going to have to read the defense well, know where his lane is in the pocket. He's going to have to be able to step up and find that that soft soft spot. And when the blitz comes, he's going to have to know where his hot is, where where's his, where's his check, you know, where's where's his hot route? Who's the guy he's got to get the ball to quickly? And if Baylor is going to send a lot of blitzes, where's the one on one matchup? Who's the guy that I can target and take advantage of now Oklahoma is not going to want to go after Jalen Petra very much. Jalen Petra is one of their best defensive players. He's probably their best defensive back. He allows, he has a passer rating allowed of about 48 according to pro football focus, but this guy is a do it all. He can, he can beat you in coverage. He can beat you on the blitz. He can beat you in the run game. He's, he's one of those guys you want to avoid, avoid he, defensive back, but he's a fantastic player going to be up for all American uh, contention so watch out for Jalen Petre. He's going to be one to watch. I think it really would behoove Oklahoma to use the, the draw play, the counter play with the quarterback, with Caleb Williams. Chandler Morris was able to beat him for 70 yards last week on 11 carries. I think this is something that Oklahoma can take advantage of a little bit is you know get get Caleb Williams involved in the run game early. Just kind of get his feet wet. Just help help the offensive line by taking a little bit of pressure off. If you're using the quarterback run game, they can't straight blitz you because you can just sit there and you know run a draw play against you know a particular blitz, and Caleb will be able to expose it. This is going to be a really important game for Kennedy Brooks to bounce back and the running game to bounce back, so that they can put Caleb Williams into some better down and distances, so he's not having to face second and ten, third and ten, and then face that blitz that Baylor wants to bring. Uh, it, it's it's not going to be an easy matchup. But I think that it's one. This is going to be the game where we see Caleb Williams really take off. He said two weeks to prepare for the Bears, and I don't think this is going to be a situation where he's overprepared or he's even um, overthought it. I like Caleb Williams in this matchup a lot. I think he's going to do some things like he he's really good at attacking the boundary, um, and I think that's where Baylor can be had a little bit. That's where Chandler Morris had a lot of success was going to the outside uh, and attacking the the zone in the kind of the cover two area where it's beyond the corner and in front of the safety on that edge. I think that's really where he's going to be able to thrive. He's, he's done a really good job throwing over the middle too. And so if he's able to continue to hit his guys in the intermediate, intermediate part of the field, that'll really help to open things up on the outside as well. Cause they'll have to suck in and, and, uh, and account for what he does in the middle of the field as well. Um, We got to get a good game from Kennedy Brooks think this is going to be a game where michael woods comes back he's he uh he tweeted out that he was going to be back you know in in no uncertain terms i mean he he kind of said we're back or or something like that on twitter um and so having him back is going to be huge as well i would love to see them spread baylor out go four wide with a running back in the backfield Get all your your top pass catchers, Marvin Mims, Mario Williams, Michael Woods, Jaden Hazelwood, get all four of those guys on the field at the same time and really put pressure on Baylor's defense. Uh if they they drop a bunch of guys into coverage, then you just you just run. You run some draw plays. If they, you know, play try to play press man, you you attack them down the field. Caleb Williams and the receivers were excellent against Texas Tech winning down the field. And I think they can win down the field in this game too if they're able to um, give Caleb Williams enough time, I don't want to see them go empty much because when they go empty, I think Baylor will blitz. But if you go four wide, you leave running back in the backfield to help out with some pass protection. Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks have both been really good in pass pro this year. I think it's going to help them out a lot. Um, Get that quick passing game going as well. Like get some stuff going out to the outside where Mario Williams and Marvin Mims and Michael Woods can, can beat their defender and, and try and you know, pick up some cheap yards. It just helps take the pressure off of everybody. Um, but it's one of those, like, Oklahoma's going to have to score because Baylor will. Baylor's probably one of the best offenses that they'll face this year, especially in the running game. And Oklahoma's going to have to do some things to catch up. I do think that this has a chance to be another tight ball game like it's been over the last couple of years. I do think Oklahoma's offense is going to be more than enough uh, to, to overcome Baylor's defense, look for another big game from Mario Williams. He, he and Caleb Williams found something a couple weeks ago against tech. I think it continues this week. Uh, I do expect another, I think Jaden Hazelwood gets back on the touchdown board, you know, because Oklahoma's is not necessarily going to hit the big plays like they did as consistently in this matchup. And so I think they'll have some red zone plays where Jaden Hazelwood will be the target. And, and I think he'll win some of his matchups. Um, they're going to have to be efficient again, get into short down and distances, not face a lot of third and longs. We're going to need a clean game from the offensive line. They can't set the offense back with penalties. Uh, there's a good chance that they'll have to use silent counts. Uh, obviously you're on the road in a, in an environment that's been a pretty tough place to play lately. It's hard and hard to say about McLean stadium and Waco, but it, it has. And so I, I'd like to see this team come out sharp, come out clean uh, you know, you're not, you're not going to score on every drive. I mean, I don't think you will, but you can't set yourself back by unforced errors, like off, uh, false starts or illegal formations or holding calls. Those, those things are drive killers. So play a clean game from the offensive line, you know, be, be effective up front. got to open some holes for Kennedy Brooks. They got to get the run game going because these, three defenses that they face over the last three weeks of the season, and potentially one of these guys, one of these teams in the big 12 championship, they're going to challenge your, your passer. They're going to try to make the true freshman Caleb Williams beat you, which he seems more than capable of doing, but you're going to need your running game to take a little bit of the pressure off. So coming up next, I'll give you my score prediction and why I think this is going to be the the Caleb Williams moment. But first, let me talk to you about BetOnline. BetOnline is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. And I've got to talk to you about Built Bar as well. Built Bar is my favorite breakfast. Best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great. So many great flavors as well. Salted caramel double chocolate and my personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie, but also love the coconut almond, which I've got sitting on top of my fridge right now is so, so good. And they've got the brownie uh, chunk, the coconut brownie chunk bar back right now. So if you've had the coconut brownie chunk, you can go to built.com and you can get that now as well. Low calorie, low fat, low sugar and high in protein, all the healthy benefits and so many flavors. So go to built.com. Use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order over at built.com. Com. All right, score prediction time. You can also find some of this rationale over on Sooner's Wire as well, where uh, me and my staff, uh, Josh Helmer and uh, Bryant Cruz, we've laid out our score predictions. Um, Josh did a great piece on you know five reasons why Oklahoma would, might lose, uh, and then Bryant countered that with five reasons Oklahoma will win. So make sure you go check that out at SoonersWire.com. Um, and then you're going to have my tail of the tape up a little bit later today as well to get you all the statistics ready, all the stats you need to know for this game. Love stats. I'm a big stats guy. I collected baseball cards growing up as a kid. Always loved to just sit on the back and, and look at the, the season averages and career averages of players and, and just kind of pit one player against another and have my own debates and things like that. So big stats guy. Love stats. Um, and one stat that really stood out to me, and this is this is going to be really really interesting is Baylor's defense there's a lot of guys on that defense who play a lot of snaps who've missed a lot of tackles so look at we talked about Jalen Petre so he misses a tackle on 13.8% of his tackle attempts that's not good or Christian Morgan who's played 522 snaps for this team he has a missed tackle rate of 25.6 Dylan's oil 12.9 JT Woods, 16.3. They've got a lot of guys. Terrell Bernard, another guy who's played a lot of snaps and one of their better defenders, he's missed 11 tackles. So this is an opportunity for the Oklahoma Sooners defense or offensively to take advantage. Like they're the team, generally, Oklahoma's defense is the team that's generally giving up more yards because they missed tackles. If they're able to force more missed tackles on Baylor, then Baylor is able to force on them. I think Oklahoma wins this game, and I think they win it pretty handily because you got a lot of guys on the outside. You got Kennedy Brooks as well, who are and Caleb Williams were able to make a lot of guys miss uh, in the in the tackle attempt when they've got the ball in their hands. So I believe that Oklahoma wins this game. I think it's going to be a tight game through the first half. I think we might see something like a. 14-10 game through the first half where these teams are still trying to feel each other out a little bit. Uh, Oklahoma is able to get some things going offensively. I think they have a lead at half, um, but I think it could be a, a little bit closer game. But then I think they, like they have in the last couple of years, I think they really put a, a lot of points on the board in the second half. And and so I think this is going to be a game where Oklahoma wins 38 to 24, but like I said, it'll be close through halftime. And then Oklahoma is able to break it open in the second half to to get the win. Um, I think Caleb Williams has a standout game. I think this is going to be the the game that really um, solidifies his Heisman contention. You know, he's kind of been on the fringe, and a lot of people are, have been unwilling to put him in the Heisman contention because uh, he hasn't played a lot of games. But I think this is the one against a, t- a good team, a team that's number 13 in the College Football Playoff rankings, number 18 in the USA Today Coaches Poll. Um, I think this is the game where Oklahoma solidifies itself as one of the top four teams in the country and Caleb Williams solidifies himself as a Heisman contender. Now, obviously he'll have to continue to do that against Iowa state and Oklahoma state. And then in the big 12 championship, but this is the one that really kicks off his Heisman candidacy. Cause I think he goes out and has another fantastic game and has several moments that are just, that'll just blow away the college football world because he's just been that guy. He's been someone who's provided some unreal moments already and just, a few games as the starting quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. I think Kennedy Brooks does have a bounce back game. Um, I think the running game is better this week. I won't say it's great, but I'll say it's better um, where they're able to, you know, get 120, 125 yards rushing on the Baylor bears defense. Uh, And then look for Mario Williams. Again, I, I said it in the last segment, look for Mario Williams to have another fantastic game. I think he's going to be a dynamic player for the Oklahoma Sooners this week. His speed and downfield ability is just going to be too much for the bears. So that's going to do it for today's episode of On Sooners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to the show over on YouTube to get all the latest uh, episodes. Make sure you hit the notification bell so that you are updated whenever a new episode drops. Uh, we're free and available on every uh, podcast platform as well. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts And again, would love some feedback on how you feel about the show, what you'd like to see in the show, any questions you might have that you'd like me to answer on the show. Uh, And then we're going to have more coming with Iowa state after this, and then we'll have a great bedlam week uh, with locked on pokes host, Linda Godfrey as well. So get ready for all that. It's going to be a great weekend. I hope you have a fun weekend. Hopefully it's got, we got great, beautiful weather in the fall, but enjoy the game Saturday. We'll be back to talk about it afterwards. Uh, And on Monday, we'll have some recap as well. So until then, I'm John Williams. Boomer, sooner.